Hello, everybody. How are you? Love you guys too. Yep. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, the yes. final episode. That's the best one I've done too. <laughs> I think I could actually feel the physical cringe David had when he did that. Yep. Hang on, I think I gotta get the seat cushion out of my. <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay, alright, alright. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final episode of Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar to discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. That's right, you heard correctly. This is going to be the last episode of Two Geeks, One Noob. Uh, so first off, we wanted to say a wonderful thank you to all of the listeners out there. And I'm sorry about my voice. I've had really bad ad- allergies today. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, we've had a blast over the last two years making some fun content and joking around and discussing discussing some of our favorite topics. But we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Today, we're talking about entertainment highlights of 2023. Thank you for the cough drop. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're talking about entertainment highlights of 2023 and what we are looking forward to in 2024. Who wants to uh, start us off? I can get it started because I have one brief shout out I was going to say for my highlight of 2023 that neither of you guys give a crap about. So we're <laughs> just going to go with the wrestling general one because this year has no been... no wrestling no I'm kidding what? no <laughs> try that's his geek me. thing try and stop me <laughs> uh, but just like wrestling in general this has been a pretty banger year for wrestling there's been a lot of great storylines great matches just great build up for a lot of things uh had a story almost ruined at the start of this year thanks to a selfish celebrity that we will not be naming <laughs> i won't go into that because i could do a whole episode on venting on that one <clears throat> um but overall it was just Great wrestling year, great matches, great stories. Like is, it's it's been interesting to see how much the wrestling industry has picked up over this last year with some of the changes and like powers that be within the wrestling world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to quickly say that one as a general thing <laughs> because it has been a pretty exciting year as a wrestling fan, and then we can get into the stuff that we all are some <laughs> at least somewhat familiar with. Awesome. Yep. Sounds good. Um. David, do you want to do another one? So, again, on the, yeah, probably just me train. <laughs> um, uh, if you're a Silent Hill fan, we actually did get a uh, a standalone teaser of what is to come from that franchise. Um, I'm blanking on the actual name for this one. Pretty good. Um, definitely hits a little close to home for a lot of folks, but um, dang good story. Highly recommended if you are a fan of the series. If you are a newcomer, wait a little bit for uh, Silent Hill 2, uh, two re- uh, the remaster of Silent Hill 2 to come out. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Silent Hill fans are eating good right now. <laughs> eating good in the neighborhood. Eating good in the fact that we're finally eating again. Yes. <laughs> come from going from the drought that y'all were on to this, like anything yeah. is eating good. <laughs> we had a drought. 
we had the teaser of a veritable feast from Kojima-sama, and then we got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Was we're that? doing another movie. I repeat, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Was that because of a pandemic or something, or just they decided to do something else first? So, um, Silent Hill's been through a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. That kind of stuff. It's just, it, it's always like it, it peaks was like and a, valleys for Silent Hill. Yeah. Yeah, there were like one-off titles where it had vague mechanics of the lore, but no actual context to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, they were enjoyable, but they weren't, they weren't Silent Hills. Yeah. And then we got the playable trailer and then nothing yeah. for years. <laughs> Is Silent Hill the one that's owned by the studio that like just doesn't ever want to release new content, started doing like yes. Chinko machines and all of that crap? Oh, they, that's always been part of their model, but yes. Okay. Uh, it's um, Konami. Konami, yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Konami is, uh, for Silent Hill fans, this, Konami has made things difficult to be a Silent Hill fan at times. They, they have. Konami is basically as close as Japanese companies are going to get to what a lot of American entertainment companies are doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, well, maybe not cool, but... Yeah. <laughs> We get what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> putting the period on the on the uh, conversation. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Pause. Cool. The Tom Cardi red flags. Yeah. <laughs> What's the plot about? Cool. <laughs> uh, what about you, Dan? Uh, so I actually have quite a few on my list, but I'll, mm. I'll start off with. Um, uh, Ahsoka. I thought uh, that was a pretty good highlight. Like, it wasn't amazing, but I thought there was definitely some good stuff about it that, that stood out. Um, Absolutely. I mean, like, even just those middle three, four episodes, like, that yeah. alone kind of helps you remember why you were a Star Wars fan in the first place. Yeah. Like, sure, it didn't end on the best of notes, but... Those episodes were just so good and so peak Star Wars yeah. that you can't help but remember why you love that franchise, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, especially like, I think what you're talking about is the, the training episodes with Luke. Or not Luke, uh, Anakin. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Like not that Luke, is, Anakin. Um, <laughs> just going through the, the world Wars between and, and yeah. seeing yeah. Clone Wars, seeing live action General Skywalker, like yeah, that was sick. And it actually be <laughs> Hayden Christensen, yeah, yes. and it was like just with the actual with a good with a good script, good <laughs> script, <laughs> and just like good costuming for the actual General's armor, like yeah, man, that yeah, was he, so they sick. did a really good job on that. And that then was... it's also just introducing two awesome new characters in Shin and um, was it Balin? Ba- no, uh, yeah, yeah Balin. Balin, Shin and Balin, like two great characters that actually have Star Wars fans hungry and like, I want to know more about them. Yeah. Yep. Show us more. Ugh, Could you imagine I hate like, the fact that they I hate that that basically wrote them out of this season. Gone. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, they were, I, I <laughs> agree. Too. It, it is stuck in a, a tricky situation, but like, think about this. Like, so we can't do live action Balin anymore, unfortunately, unless we recast. No one wants what to recast about them. about a video game? Of him and Ooh. his story. Mm. In the vein of the Jedi Survivor and Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Ubisoft, stay away. <laughs> <laughs> They've already got a different Star Wars project they're going to ruin. It's fine. Oh, good. 
you can tell how much faith we have in certain game studios, can't you? Yeah. And this mm. being the final episode, it's a little less filtered on some of those. <laughs> we're doing it live, folks. So, <laughs> yeah, so folks, we're going to be a bit more on the savory side today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think that could actually be a really interesting route to finish up Balin's story and kind of introduce Shin and like, Give us a little bit of her backstory, yeah, and definitely. build up to where, the, like, how they got to where they were in Ahsoka. Yeah, absolutely. Or yeah. even continuing the story from Ahsoka, like they could do bits and pieces, kind of like what they did with Fallen Order, where they showed Cal as an apprentice, but it was it was more so just like a tutorial setup where yeah. they were te- helping him, quote unquote, remember the Force abilities he had forgotten. But they could do something cool. similar, <laughs> where we're like building up, and they started off with him as a Jedi during the Clone Wars. Order 66 happens. They have some like cutscenes to explain what happens from Order 66 to Ahsoka, or even just doing flashbacks with him meditating and showing that, yeah. and then continuing his story. Yeah, that'd be I, really I do cool. think that they will continue Balin's story in Ahsoka and or the movie, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. But I think that would actually be a really interesting route to go. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine combat with his fighting style oh. in a video game? <laughs> that would be so buttery yeah. smooth. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't gotten a chance to play uh, the newest one, the the newest uh, Fallen Order one. So Survivor, yeah, Survivor. So uh, I know you were saying something about like they have like the different stances and stuff. So adding that to it would be like, oh yeah. boy, <laughs> I was like, they wouldn't Medieval be able to do style. the difference. The, well, they kind of have that with the cross guard stance. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's true. so like when they already have that, it's not quite to the same like traditional sword fighting style that he uses in the yeah. show, but like. It's probably about as close as we're going to get with someone like Cal Kestis as opposed to like actual Balin and his full on fighting style. Right. Yep. Yeah. I was I was watching the the newer Three Musketeers movie with him in it. Mm. He played Porthos. Yep. That's right. I forgot that was him. Yeah. I I got super sad. (laughs) I was like, oh, he's gone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's such a good actor. And like that character is such a cool character. Yeah. It's like it's it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. A new Star Wars character that I was that interested in and wanted to learn about. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I mean, if you look at his character dynamics from what we've seen in Ahsoka, he's effectively Qui-Gon if he had a bit more pull from the dark side. Yeah. yeah I Something I just thought of. They've basically confirmed we're getting a Tales of the Jedi season two. What if they do Balin for season two of Tales of the Ooh. Jedi? That would actually be a good way of expanding on his character. Yeah. Yep. And it's in Filoni's wheelhouse and animation. Yeah. Yep. I can definitely see that. Yay, cowboy hats. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be really interesting. And I think that would be, that's clearly a character that the fans are wanting more of. Absolutely. And so it'd be kind of foolish not to touch on him at some point. Yeah. Yep. I think my favorite thing, though, about Ahsoka, so I watched it with my folks. My folks watched, um, they, they grew up on the original trilogy. They loved, They had a love-hate relationship with this, the prequel trilogy, grew to love it, and that's all they've watched of Star Wars. Mm. Up until Mandalorian started coming out. Dad's hooked on the Mandalorian mythos now. It's like, yes, yes I did my job. <laughs> <laughs> proud of you <laughs> thank you um but outside of mandalorian they're completely unfamiliar with ahsoka they're completely unfamiliar with the bad batch right 
they they know it exists, but like, oh no, that's those are the kids shows. Mm mm. <laughs> um, they're as much a kids show as Avatar: Last Airbender is a kids show. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah, that's a very apt comparison. Um, but um, my my rule with them while we were watching it was okay. Take notes of what you find confusing, mm. and ask me after the episode. Please do not make me pause it. <laughs> um, That's a good rule. That is a good rule to have for movie watching and TV show watching. Um, Unless you're watching a movie with David in which you need to do like a five minute reminder of, hey, turn off your brain. Turn off your brain. Turn off your brain. Yeah. <laughs> Just start texting him. Turn off your brain. Saboteur. We need to get one of those buttons that you can record audio. And as we're going through, we're like, turn off your brain. Let's turn sta- off your brain. The Staples one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was easy. No, no, it wasn't. So while going through a circle with my folks, I was impressed. I, I, I was doing that with them mostly to see how much of it they would actually pick up on just by the storytelling, both visual and spoken. Mm. Um, and even on the few episodes where there wasn't much visually going on and we were somewhat more distracted by everything else going on, they were still able to keep up and follow with it, which I think is just a testament to, to that style of story, storytelling and writing Yeah, where it's very poignant of, no, 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 we're telling you everything you need to know, even if you're unaware of the full context, yeah. mm-hmm. there are still going to be those in things. Um, like I'm blanking on the bird's name. Uh, but the bird showing up periodically, especially towards the end of the, of the, the series, the owl, the owl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally blanking on it. Come on, Caleb. Um, the references to the <laughs> wolves, Star the, Master. <laughs> the references <laughs> to the wolves and all this where they're still looking like, okay, that's a weird aesthetic, but okay. And it, it blends in. It's not juxtaposed in such a jarring way, but they're actually Mirai. Mirai. Thank you. Um, but to the point where they were like, wait, we've seen that owl before. Like, oh, you're catching on. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact, I think that is a huge testament to Filoni and everyone else involved in the writing staff, not the executive producer staff to, um, uh, poignantly bring people in, into a, at least a familiarity and comfort Mm-hmm. with what they've not seen or heard before yeah yeah that's well, how you do easter eggs right yeah, yeah. well and it <laughs> helps too that this show was about characters that feloni created and so no one understands and respects these characters like feloni mm-hmm. if anyone is going to know the, the way to write these characters and present these characters it's the guy that created them yep so keeping it in the Star Wars vein, I'll go ahead and dive into my next one being Jedi Survivor that we already <laughs> mentioned. Uh, that one was... I kind of thought that might be one. Definitely a highlight for the year for me. Um, just it, it took what was already a very good game with Jedi Fallen Order, expanded on it, improved it, and just made this gorgeous, fun game. I'm actually going back through those games right now. And I went through and finally platinumed Jedi Fallen Order. Jeez. And thankfully it didn't actually take too long. There wasn't um there wasn't really a ton of stuff. It was just mopping up a few things here and there and New Game Plus made that much easier than oh, um and so I'm going through and doing the same thing with Jedi Survivor right now. I've only got two trophies left, both of which I have to do specific key points in the story. So I was like <laughs> of course. Um but, but anyway huh? I was going to ask, do you have to play up to that point, or can you just do a quick save to it? 
You have to play up to it. Oh. Yeah. Because it's they're both. So everybody can you earn it? Yeah. Yeah. Because like the two I'm missing, I have to do a long distance scan with BD when you unlock that, which is in chapter two or three. And I have to call your allies to assist you in combat 10 times each. Oh, yeah. And there's only two chapters that you can do one of the allies and only technically one story chapter for Marin, but she's available on that planet pretty much the entire time. So you can always access that. But for Bode, you have to do it specifically during the story when he's available. But the story and the way that they build it up took Cal, who was still a good character, in my opinion, but not the strongest of the characters they introduced in Fallen Order and made him a new member of like just the personal favorite top 10 list overall of characters because at the end of fallen order i loved marin i was very curious about trilla wanted to learn more about her backstory and then cal was kind of like third place somewhat tied with malikos because it was another interesting character yeah and then they just expanded on his character so much with jedi survivor that he just grew to become a character that i love now and just being also just adding to the customization features and the abilities and like expanding on everything he can do. Like it's just such a fun game yeah. and replaying it right now for those couple trophies, just reminding me how much I love the characters in the world. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Awesome. 2023 baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, 2023 was such a blur for me. I could not think back to what was scoped specifically within outside of Ahsoka. That's why I, l- pulled up a list of yeah. shows, movies, anime games of 2023 Oof. and just like made my list based off of what stood out. I, yeah. I had to do the same. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm going to be the noob on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Fitting for the last one episode, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good job for... Uh, oh. There we go. Ooh. There it is. Well, I've got a list of like... 20 items so if you just want me to knock off a few real quick no i just did oh you, yeah you he, literally had nothing else that was my oh, comment geez. bud <laughs> well here i will wow. throw out one that i know you can weigh in on yeah. okay. spy family season two. Oh yes you're right <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure i have a couple on my list as well that you'll okay. you'll so, at least be able well, to comment on bounce back and forth and try yeah. to help david so he can get his participation trophy for the week <laughs> <laughs> Miscongeniality of two geeks, one new. <laughs> it's Slim Pickens over here, folks. <laughs> he is the just... only runner up. <laughs> <laughs> I just want world peace. <laughs> no, I've, I've been to England. World peace, eh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's only one country or one whatever. No, they, 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 they serve mashed peas that are typically made in a blender. Oh, world, okay. <laughs> world peas. Got it. <laughs> wow. That is some British humor right there. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty spot on. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> so David can weigh in on the spy family stuff because that has been a fantastic anime. And, and that's actually, I think, would be thinking. I've, I've been thinking about it recently. I think. Spy Family would be my go-to recommendation for an anime for someone that has not seen anime. Because it's lighthearted, it's funny, it's got a good story, it's got some good action points, and it's something that's easy to dive into. It doesn't have a lot of the -the over-the-top anime tropes that turn off a lot of people. It does still have its tropes to an extent. Oh, yeah. But it's not nearly as bad as like some of the other more common anime like My Hero or Jujutsu Kaisen, Dragon Ball, whatever. Yeah. 
It still Fair. has those tropes, but it's got it toned down in a way that it's more easy, easily consumed by the masses and people that are more casual anime yeah. fans. Eh, I, I honestly would still stick with uh, Full Metal Alchemist. That one's a good one, but there's some people that aren't going to go in for the story depth that true. that one has. That's Very why true. I say Spy Family is a good starter because it is so lighthearted and it's easy to pick up. It's not one that you have to sit there with a notepad and really track or you don't have to watch it multiple times to get everything that's happening like Full Metal. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Full Metal, but I know people who have m- missed certain plot points if they weren't paying close enough attention Fair. or whatever. So... That's why I say Spy Family is a good starter because it is so much easier to consume. That's fair. And you don't need to pay as close attention as you would with Full Metal. Again, yeah. I still absolutely rank Full Metal above that, but <laughs> for the more casual or just... For immediate. introducing someone to it. Yes. yes. Okay. Also, we're talking about 2023, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like Spy Family Season 2 really continued that trend, and it just continued to show why that anime kind of took over by storm when it popped up because it went from being an anime that not many people really knew much about even like the manga wasn't really getting a ton it was getting some good views but it wasn't really taking off to the extent when the anime dropped the manga sales just went through the roof and suddenly that became like the hot thing for any anime fans to watch yeah yep another thing that i'll say that was really awesome about it uh or season two in particular we expand on uh, on yours background mm. and her character so much. Yeah. And she's a genuinely caring person who had to get used to the job she took. Yeah. And she had to take that job, as we know from season one, for very unfortunate but legitimate reasons. Yeah. And that's something they've done really well with just with the character development across the board. I can't wait to see more for Lloyd and even see some more for Anya, like yeah. the development and the, the I'm attention blank. to details and the care yeah. that they have for these characters. Yeah. And I, I'm blanking on a uh, Anya's Anya's school friend. What's her name? Oh, I know who you're talking they, about. I'm they made her, well. it, they made her comically petty yeah. in this. <laughs> and it's still like, just a level of petty that I can aspire to. <laughs> <laughs> But it just works. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, for someone that age who's, what, five, six, you're like, okay, yeah, I can see it. And then you just see Wait. it reflected by other adults. You're like, sadly, I can see it. <laughs> hold, hold on. All right. So you said they're five or six years old, and they're more petty than our ginger? Yes. <laughs> yes. That kid came out the womb petty. <laughs> and it has just grown exponentially what? with each year. <laughs> Were they born out of a petticoat? Oh. <laughs> I'm in rare form tonight. <laughs> See why this is the last episode. <laughs> no, nah, like, nah, that character is extremely petty and it's yeah. so funny to watch. Yes. And that's what I, that's another reason why I would say it's a good recommendation for a starter because like the humor and every and the characters are just it's so so good it's so good. I feel like I remember you telling me a little or telling us a little bit about it yep. on one of the anime episodes. Yep. Sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, oh yeah. and and Bond's character also gets fleshed out a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's such a fun series. James can't, Bond can't recommend it enough. No, that's exactly why they named the character that. Yeah. Oh, it's Bond. It is Bond. The character's name is Bond. Okay. He's I thought dog. you said Bond. Like no, the Bond. Name. 
He's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so what's next on your list, Dan? Uh, I will lump a couple of mine in together because they're they go pretty well together. Um, so first one, uh, Spider Man across the Spider Verse was definitely a highlight in 2023. Next uh, one off my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, probably the next one too. We'll probably take another one off. Uh, Spider Man, uh, the video game. PS5. Yep. yep. Marvel Spider-Man 2. So both of those obviously being Spider-Man uh based and then I mean just being a Marvel fan it, to begin with and then like being able to, just like you said with with uh Jedi Survivor like expanding on those characters and seeing what they can do on top of what they've done before is just mm-hmm. amazing. They're both <laughs> They were both very good follow-ups to what was already established. And as fans of the originals, it it shows the respect and appreciation for the characters and the fans because they continued what was there, didn't treat us like we were idiots and we couldn't remember what was happening previously, and just continued to build up these characters that we've all grown to love. Yeah, absolutely. I I do wish that they had brought in um, Spider-Gwen. In, in the mo- in the in the uh, video game, but the we fact went that a little bit of a different route. Yeah, have you seen what happens at the end of it? Uh, I think I've seen it. I still haven't finished the stupid game. <laughs> it's been what like six months. So, yeah, so yep. I want to talk about what they did at the end because it's but like they kind of went... go right ahead because I think I've heard it uh, with so, the with the multiverse. Uh... No, no, okay, something else. Okay. Are you sure you want me to spoil it? Go ahead. I, so I'm not going to get to it anytime soon. Don't go the Spider-Gwen route. They introduce Silk. Oh. Nice. So throughout okay. the game, there's a theme of Miles' mom is dating someone, and like they, they keep teasing this story with this guy that she's seeing and like kind of building it up. And in the post credit scene, Miles is at his house with his mom and his girlfriend, which I'm totally blanking on her name at the moment the the deaf girl from yeah me. i can't remember her name good character i just i'm totally like isabella or something like that or i can't know I, I can't remember i'm sorry it, it, it's right. like i like the character too yeah. that's the funny thing it's just he's a great character yeah i just haven't played the game since its release so at the end of the game the three of them are at they're at miles and his mom's house and there's a knock on the door and her uh, boyfriend is there and he introduces his daughter and he says her name, which I can't remember. And I immediately Googled the name. I was like, I feel like I should know it. Yeah. And sure enough, it's Silk. Oh, dude. And they kind of like set it up to like that be the path they're going because basically Peter Parker more or less retires. Uh-huh. He's still available in there. But after the whole symbiote thing and everything with that happened to Mary Jane and Harry, like obviously he's not quite the same Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's more or less retired, still available should something really big come up, but yeah. like he's kind of leaving it to Miles. And so they introduce Silk, and so they're going to continue building up the Spider family and go from there. So, real quick, are you talking about how uh, Mary Jane became Scream or something else? Partly, yes. Yeah. But also just everything that he went through and like the symbiote bringing out both his and Mary Jane's emotions Dark and side. amplifying them. Yeah. And so it's like kind of coming to terms with the emotions that they both felt right. while connected to the symbiote. Also what happened with Harry and that whole process and just kind of coming to the terms with the fact that it's like miles is here. He's proven to be capable. We need to trust him and let him do his thing. And we need to figure out what happens for us now. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, he's Spider-Man. He can't 
fully retired. Exactly. He has great power. And, and they're like the way that they set it up, it definitely kind of builds up the angle that they're going to go the Miles route and introduce Silk and potentially do a Silk game or just have her as like a playable character like Miles since yeah. Peter. Um, I wouldn't mind that. Which I, I think would be interesting, and I'd like to see how different her combat is compared to Miles and Peter, and completely different feel to it. Yeah, um, it's a very different power set. Like very it, different. Yeah. yeah, crazy. So yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see where they go with it. Um, and, and yeah, it was a great game, and then Across the Spider Verse was also very good, and Spider yeah. Gwen and everything. Very <sighs> very excited for the finale of that Ugh. trio movie. That's coming out this year, or is it next year? <sighs> I've heard I both say it was twenty five. Yeah, originally it was going to be twenty four, and it got delayed. So I, th- I think it's next Stupid year. Stupid actor strike, <laughs> or writer strike, the actor or whatever. Strike and also just that's a lot of work for the dubbing yeah. and animation and everything. That's true. Yeah, but uh, if if they do what they did with this one and finish off the story, I think it could definitely be incredible. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Or for sure. Amazing. I definitely think that the story is going to be. I, I'm for I for one am very excited. For yeah, Mark's with like evil Miles and stuff yeah. like oh yep him as Showing the Prowler, evil Miles with Ooh. the Prowler and his uncle and like them going across the Spider Verse to find Miles since he got yeah. dumped into a different universe because of the DNA. Yep, I, I'm very excited yeah, to see because it wasn't his spider. Yep, <laughs> crazy. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, oh, it's just so so good, so so good. <laughs> So that's that's a couple of mine uh, that kind of went together. I can do another one if you want. Who is um, so I was just trying to decide. Who is uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine? Miguel. Miguel. Uh, yeah, I, I will say that that <sighs> twist ending of it not being his spider, just like Miguel. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll throw out uh, two quick ones that only I played, and then I'll touch on a third one that I know that you for sure played and you started but didn't get to play. So I'm going to knock out a few video games real quick. Super Mario (laughs) Wonder and Lies of P. I'm going to knock those two out real quick. Yeah, yeah. Wildly different games. (laughs) No, they're not. They're both E for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Super Mario Wonder was a really interesting new take on the Mario world and just introducing the new elephant power-up which was unique and different and something pretty cool and a few other new power-ups with the drill hat and the bubble instead of that so they had the fire plant now they have a bubble plant and so you shoot up bubbles and like anything that gets caught in it can die or whatever so it's really interesting it is it's not really one of my favorite mario games i think the one that the last one that they did was a little bit better but it was still a really fun game and a new twist on the mario like that mario system and you can tell that's like Nintendo just kind of said, all right, just have some fun with it. Like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> like, stay within the Mario scope, of course, but have some fun. Yeah. So, yeah. it was unique and different. Lies of P was very interesting, very fun game. Any Dark Souls fans or Dark Souls like fans, definitely recommend Lies of P if you haven't played it. It's basically Dark Souls following the Pinocchio story. <laughs> <laughs> very different, very I've unique. I've been so interested in, in what it looks like. I haven't even looked it up yet, and I want to I wanna see what it's all about because you. Pinocchio is such an interesting character yeah. to even so like put the down pu- that, that. The puppets path. are effectively like robots in this world. And so the whole story is 
that Geppetto builds the puppets and they become they're basically servants for everyone. They're they're yeah. doing a lot of the manual labor, they're doing the servitude for people, they're the cops for the cities, like all kinds of stuff. Effectively just robots. And there's something goes wrong and causes a puppet uprising. And so they just start slaughtering people when the people are using this material called ergo, which is that that's what you use to like level up yourself and whatnot. And start using that to try and like fight back against the puppets, but it starts corrupting them into these hideous monsters and they completely lose control in their, all of their humanity. Dang. And so it's this really unique, interesting element with the puppets that you're fighting as you're going through it. You're playing as Pinocchio and like you have to lie throughout the game. And the more you lie, the more you become human like. Hmm. And so Very the whole point is like you actually have to lie. There's no way to make it through the entire game without lying once. Because huh. there's hmm. one spot that you are completely gated. If you do not lie, you cannot get in the door. And that door is to the hotel, which is this game's hub world. And that's where you go for some of your leveling up. That's where a lot of the NPCs are for side quests and your shop. And, and that's where the, like, the main teleportation thing is. So it's genuinely impossible to do a no-lie playthrough. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. And so, it's, and as you quote, every time you tell a certain number of lies as Pinocchio, it says your springs are winding tighter. And that's, that's like the sign that's like you're becoming more human as you huh. go through the game. So it's just so unique and so different. And at the end of it, the post credit thing for this game, it shows a girl with red heels walking on top of the wall and she turns facing away from the camera and she does the heel tap. Oh, the red heels. And so it's like, oh, so they're going to do a Dorothy take with this Ew. next game. Okay. And so I was like, interesting yeah that's very different and i'm so curious to see what the studio comes up with yes yeah. that's a that's definitely a world that that has not been explored too much in video games at all right yeah. like and, and the fact that they're putting a very unique spin on it yes is yeah. is something where i'm sitting yeah. like okay yes you're being you're you are taking very heavy inspiration but you're very clearly thinking it through yourself it's yes. yeah it's one of those where it's not no we're just reinventing this because people liked it it's like no right. No, we want to do our take. Yeah. And I love that they're like still showing respect for the source material while doing their own thing with it. Like it's a constant story throughout all of Lives of P. Many, many people asking the question, did Geppetto know about the puppet uprising? Did Mm. Geppetto plan the puppet uprising? Because he is the creator of the puppets. Hmm. So is he the one that did it? Yeah. And so there's that it, running theme throughout the game. Was he ever behind a curtain in the game? <laughs> <laughs> it definitely reminds me of like iRobot though. Like to, to an extent, yeah. Very similar, like, oh, these were built to be, you know, assistants and yeah. and things like that. But definitely to being... an extent. It's they're not the pup, puppets actually aren't the final boss, interestingly enough. So oh, like yeah. It, it, yeah, I heard that I heard the final boss had a whale of a learning curve to it. <laughs> It was tough. <laughs> Don't be an ass. <laughs> anyway. But like, dude, the whole buildup and what was really cool, probably my favorite fight in the game, you get to a fight with a puppet called Romeo and he's the king of the puppets. Okay. And after you defeat him, all of the puppets around the world stop moving. Like they just stand there and they're like genuinely confused because their king is gone. They don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. And so it completely changes the dynamic. They're still aggressive. And if you aggro them, they're going to attack, but they're not like patrolling around like they had been previously. Yeah. And the ergo beasts start to kind of rise up and taking over 
sections of the city that the puppets had previously controlled because they're just wandering around aimlessly now. And so it's a really interesting setup. The whole story, the game, like I, I say, I will say that like my biggest complaint with the game is that unlike in Dark Souls, where you could easily get through with doing minimal leveling if you wanted to, it's still possible. But it's one of those Souls-like games that heavily encourages grinding. Mm. And so after each boss, you basically just have to go in the world and try and get as many levels as you can or as many right. levels as you need. And so that's that's probably my biggest complaint with it because in Elden Ring, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, I don't level up unless I want to. Yeah. Whereas in this It's one, not a story-driven level up. It's right. a, well, yeah. it was, it's more so just the difficulty spike. And they've yeah. ha- they've ended up like releasing multiple patches, changing <laughs> certain things. They had to like lower health bars for a few enemies in the world. They like lowered the difficulty for certain things. So it was definitely like a polish issue yeah. that wasn't fully fleshed out when the game released. But that that was that's honestly probably my only complaint. Yeah. It's just like the random difficulty spike from one boss to another. And there's like two bosses that are close together. I got through the first boss pretty easily, made it through the area up to the next boss without any difficulty. I only died once and that's because I got myself stuck in a corner. That was on me. <laughs> um, User but then error. I got into the boss fight. And it was such a drastic spike. I was like, I don't feel like I'm even remotely prepared for this because the enemies before this are, are, are nowhere near the scale of this boss. Yeah. And so it was just such a drastic spike. That, that's my biggest complaint. Yeah. But overall, really enjoyed the game. Story was fantastic. Beautiful animation. Yeah. Incredible graphics. So I'm definitely going to have to look it up and or borrow it from you to see. What I would say... Because I know, A, with the amount of time that you have available, and B, knowing you don't like having to memorize patterns and stuff mm. to the same extent with video games, what I would do is start with like a YouTube video of the cutscenes like that's edited into a movie format yeah, and watch that to get the story. And then kind of maybe watch some gameplay footage to see what you think then. Because yeah. the, the, the combat is fun. But if you don't like learning patterns and being patient, having to memorize where enemies are and what they're going to do, that's probably not going to be for you. Yeah. That's understandable. <laughs> you know me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just knowing that like some of the frustrations you had with certain areas of Jedi Fallen Order, I, I know that you are going to have even more frustration yeah. with Flies of Peace. So. Plus, yeah, I, I, I haven't been too interested in like the, the Dark Souls stuff because I've heard so much yeah. about like how I, I would say it like is. if you find yourself with some free time and you want to give a game like that a try, do so because it is they are fun games. Especially Lies of P is like a very good. I would argue Lies of P is probably the best Souls like game not made by FromSoft. Mm. Okay, so it's definitely a good one to dive into. But cool. I mean, I'll, I'll go into the next game on the list that you guys can touch on a little bit more: Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, oh yeah, that was I, last year. <laughs> I still haven't gotten very far in that one though. You're, you're at least but familiar with I'm Harry a, Potter yeah. world, and you've seen enough of it that you can kind of speak to what you did see. Yes, absolutely. Just, <laughs> man, that game. I love that it just took the world by storm. Yeah. Yes. And like it just, and it deserved it. Mm-hmm. It, it, my, it immersed you so well. It really well. did. Yeah. And it expanded on that world so well. The only complaint I have is that the studio seemingly doesn't have any plans to do anything else with it now. Uh, really. They actually put out an announcement like two weeks ago. Saying that there is a DLC coming up and it teases 
my from my perspective, it teases a sequel. Ooh. I hope so because the game sold very well. So it's <laughs> oh, yes. not to do more. <laughs> yes. If, yeah. Dude, just imagine like it Hogwarts was the top cow. selling I think it was the highest you selling game at Hogwarts. It's synonymous. You didn't have to be redundant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it might have been the highest selling game of the year last year, and that's without Quidditch. Imagine what they would, oh, how no. much money they get grief. if they released a Quidditch DLC. Yeah, dude. Just said you can buy the game, and for twenty dollars, you can play some Quidditch. <laughs> So many people be like, shut up and take my money. Yeah, you should have done right? this sooner. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just add that on top of the $100 for the the, uh, the game of the year edition, edition or whatever. whatever. <laughs> I pre-ordered the deluxe edition for the game when deluxe, it came out, yeah. and I regret nothing. Yeah. That was yep. a fantastic decision. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that game was so, so crazy. Like... Being a, a, it's really funny because growing up, obviously, I didn't do any of the Harry Potter stuff because I wasn't allowed to. And then, like, was able to watch little bits of it here and there. And now, I've said this before, I watch it at least twice a year. (laughs) So being able to actually immerse myself in the world and... Feel like an active contributor yeah. to it, too. Yeah. And the fact that you could even change up the play style, it's like, I'll go this playthrough, learned all the forbidden spells, and do a Dark Lord style gameplay, or I'll go this route, and I won't learn any of those, and I'll just struggle bust my way through this and see <laughs> yep. what happens. It's just the world, and even like the character customization, and the fact that this is one of the few games that has the ability that you can equip any piece of outfit your gear you want yeah. based on the stats and you can just change it to whatever to look like whatever you already have. Mm-hmm. It's like more games do it. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, even better, they actually found an, a canon way yeah. to explain why you could. Yeah. And beyond. Uh, say again. I was going to say, how, how do they do that? Cause I didn't, I haven't gotten that far. So, so if, if you dig into a lot of the, uh, a lot of the books or notes around the tailor shop, Mm-hmm. It's basically people um, giving a um, not a transfiguration, transmutation. Uh, no, no, no. Um, crap, I'm blanking on the word. It, it it's a uh, it's an illusion charm. Okay. So if you dig yeah. into it, it's it's basically the character saying, "No, I I prefer looking like this, or my robes looking this way." Yeah. So I'm just going to make people see that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I get that, like. At least they gave like a canon explanation as to why it's there. I do f- wish more games had that though. Yeah, it's like especially like Cyberpunk, for example. Like, there's no reason <laughs> why a futuristic Cyberpunk world I can't change the appearance of clothing. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. If I can put cybernetics in my character's body, I can make a jacket a different color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like the the video I watched not too long ago about the Avengers game, where like absolutely nothing changes when you upgrade uh like the different pieces of your clothing and stuff yeah it's like yeah i just upgraded my my wristband to to look like this and yeah. it just stays exactly the same it's like okay it, it makes it feel like it's not worth the time and effort you're no. putting in the grind yeah yep yeah it, it really doesn't change a thing <laughs> yeah. yeah and i think i said this during our our actual episode dedicated to hogwarts legacy but it just 
it scratches that fable itch so well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it really does. Especially with like all the beasts and stuff that you can yes. collect. And, yeah. Uh, the first thing that my my brother in law and I did was we went and found a hippogriff. Mm-hmm. Like that was the very first thing. <laughs> It was a smoother running Pokemon. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm guessing it gets into your next one, doesn't it? <laughs> well, that one was, it was oh, that's something this year. I'm that's excited this year. for this year. Yeah. Fair, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. Hogwarts Legacy was just it's such a good game. And the only reason I haven't gotten into it more is just because I 100%ed it. So I'm sitting there looking at it like, I want to play this more. But what is there for me to do? Yeah. I've done everything. How many houses have you played as? All, uh, all the way through only one. I figured out that you only have to play for about two or three hours for each house to get the achievement for that specific house. And so I did that just for the achievement. I've played all the way through as Ravenclaw. Okay. I've got another character started for Hufflepuff that'll probably be my next full playthrough. And I, I was about to say, because Hufflepuff, I think, is the one that has a completely different campaign. Technically, they all do. They oh, really? They all have their own individual mission. It's, it's, it doesn't change too much. Of the story is just leading up to a certain part of the story in a different path. And so they all, okay. all four houses have their own slightly different avenue of how you get to the same spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forget what that difference for Hufflepuff was, though. That like there was this, something specific that everybody was like, oh, you can do that as a Hufflepuff. It either has something to do with um, the Shrieking Shack or Azkaban. I can't Azkaban. remember which. It was I Azkaban think it's Azkaban. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody was all up in arms about not being able to go to Azkaban. Right. And then they were like... Especially as a freaking Slytherin. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, play as a Hufflepuff. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that that game was really awesome. Is really awesome, because I haven't played very much. (laughs) (laughs) If they are actually doing DLC and or sequel, like... I'm I'm ready. You've yeah. already got my money. Down. I pre-ordered the deluxe. I'll pre-order the deluxe for the next one. Just <coughs> give me a date when it's coming yep. out. Yep. <laughs> and make it as good as the last one. Don't make it broken, please. Yeah. Do not go CDPR. As much as I loved CDPR back in the day, please do not do what they did and have your fall from grace. Yo. <laughs> it's a good finished game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cool. Um. Yeah, so uh, my next couple are pretty quick. Um, one of them being uh, something I actually really didn't know about until I looked it up was uh, 2023 was the 100 year anniversary of Disney. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but uh, the next two are, are also connected. Um, and y- y'all might have some controversy on this one, but <laughs> The Marvels movie was actually pretty okay. I know you guys will will not <laughs> agree that clarifier. With me. <laughs> it was pretty okay. Well, it, it was, was sufficient. Adequate. <laughs> it was a movie. It, it was way better than I expected. That's how I that took way. it to. David. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 to be fair, I think it will be better than I expected to be too. But, <laughs> but. Uh, even even with my forever uh, movie optimist, I was going into the Marvels with very, very low expectations because I 
didn't care for the Marvel movie or the, uh, the knowing Captain how Marvel. optimistic you are. I feel like your low expectations are still <laughs> my high expectations. If I'm being honest, it was low. I promise you it was I lower not, than you would expect. I wouldn't go that far. Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's why we love you. Cause it's like, there's always that positive balance to our cynicism. <laughs> it's true. Yep. It's true. But I will say that Okay, all right. Captain Marvel. I agree with you about Captain Marvel. It's not a great movie at all. <laughs> Brie Larson sucked. <laughs> but this one, she stepped up her game. She did way better in this one than she did in the other one. There was still obviously problems in the movie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we know your low bar. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying that the bar was lifted slightly. Good. This is why David's got like three friends. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Probably true. So just I, I, again, I haven't seen it, so there's, I'm not going to sit here and rag on it. Just the points that I've seen on the positive side of things was that the actress for Miss Marvel is did a fantastic yes. job. From what I've seen, Absolutely. she carried the movie. And even seeing just her response to the fans and some of the backlash for the movie as a whole, like she hasn't gone on the attack against the fans. Yeah. Like what yep. a lot of other actors and actresses have, she's kind of defended them and even more or less said, eh, if people don't like the movie, that's Bob Iger's problem. I'm just here getting a paycheck and having some fun. Right, yeah. That's his problem. If they don't like the movie. Well, <laughs> yeah. the cool thing about her is that she is a Marvel fan. Yeah. Playing a Marvel fan. Yeah. Like that is her whole character is she absolutely loves the Avengers. She loves Captain Marvel in particular, which obviously we all have issues with, but still, <laughs> like, even in the video game, like, that's what her whole thing was. Like, she absolutely loved the superheroes, mm-hmm. and she was, like, she went to Advent- or, uh, Avengers Con and, and stuff like that. So, like, they made her very true to her character, and I, I don't mind that. Well, I don't feel like she was having to act. <laughs> exactly. That's well, the thing. Is she, like They made a character that did not have to act. Yeah. And even <laughs> with the Miss Marvel show on Disney+, Plus, she was always the highlight that I saw. Yeah. And again, that was another one I haven't seen, so another one I'm not going to speak to because I'm not just going to be overly negative for the sake of yeah. being negative. I haven't seen it. I yeah. just I have my... A superhero burnout and be my negative stigma towards current Marvel Disney. So I'm not going to speak to it, but (laughs) she was always the standout or the highlight of everything that I saw, both with the Marvel's show or Miss Marvel show and the Marvel's movie. She's always that like bright light standing out in it every time. And that's one thing I want to (coughs) call attention to. And actually, honestly, I'm going to make that one of my points highlights for 2023. Um, she may have been the first, I'm not, not going to swear to it, but she may have been one of the first actors or actress in this case and in the other major highlighting case where they came out saying, no, no, no. The reason I can side with the fans over the studio because I'm one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're not giving the fans what the fans want, yeah. which yeah. is the story. Yeah. We're pushing something else. Yeah. yeah. So... Kudos to them. They're standing up saying, no, no, no. We're here to have fun and tell a good story. Yeah. That's all any of us ever wanted. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope it keeps up. And, and so far, 
if she started the trend or if she was one of the first major ones to jump on it to say it, thank you. Yeah. But I feel like she's being such a big fan as she is. She probably has a lot of the same gripes and frustrations we have for one. Two, she's probably seen some of the various reactions yeah. and taken notes and being like, that's a bad reaction. This is a good reaction. If she's right. as big Play a, to that. Exactly. If she's <laughs> as big a fan as she is, she probably saw why everyone loves Henry Cavill and was just yeah. like, I, I'm not be like that. Yeah. <laughs> I still think Henry Cavill should play Captain Britain. Ooh. Ooh. That would. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, gotcha. I'm on guard with that one, huh? Yeah, I didn't. That's just that's one avenue I hadn't gone with the fan casting. Yeah, stuff. If, yeah if he gets board. into the MCU, I think that would be perfect for him. They they wanted him to play Wolverine at one point, and I was like, no, nope, no, too big, nope, <laughs> too tall, too big. <clears throat> of course, that's what we said about Hugh Jackman too. But yeah, but yeah. he is taller and bigger than Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman plays the character perfectly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He just doesn't have the physical appearance of Wolverine. And if we went from Hugh Jackman to a freaking fridge with legs. <laughs> like, oh, leave Reacher out of this. <laughs> yep. No, that is a truck with legs. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I thought we Alan all agreed. Rich- that's Eeyore. <laughs> talking about Alan Richardson. Yeah. Uh, Rich- Rich- Richardson. Since we we're talking about Cavill and now Jack Reacher, I'll go ahead and quickly point out something I'm looking forward to this year. Being warfare, Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. That is Superman and Jack Reacher fighting Nazis. That is all you need to know, people. Yeah. (laughs) And from the trailer, it's Guy Ritchie doing his best to channel uh, Bill the Butcher from the boys for every character. Yeah. Uh, It looks fantastic. The film looks fantastic. Two, if you have not read the book and you are a history buff, treat yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is probably my number one highlight for 2024, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I am very excited for that movie. <laughs> All right. Let me honestly, I don't know uh, if I'm going to go that far with it, but yes, it's up there. Yeah, <laughs> let me let me go back to uh, Marvel's real quick, because th- there's just one last thing that I'll say. Ooh, ooh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm guessing you don't care about spoilers because nope. you don't care about the movie. So uh, at the end, the post credits, Caleb, Caleb, <laughs> the post credits scene. Uh, actually, they uh, Captain Monica Rambo ended up in a another universe, and it was the uh, it had Beast mm-hmm. Ooh. from X Men in it. Yeah. Okay, I do and vaguely care. There's the Kelsey Grammer beast, yes, right? Yeah. The the Kelsey Grammer beast, but better. Because they did they did a CG version mm, of it that looks okay. incredible. Like it looks like comic book accurate beast. Ooh. Ooh interesting. Okay. <laughs> like with the the pointed up hair, the the uh fangs, yeah. and stuff like that. It's crazy good. With the white coat and stuff too. It's hmm. awesome. Nice. Okay. <coughs> yeah, that's exciting. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I, I only just curious. put together that that was um, Kelsey Grammer in the original yeah. X Men yeah. movies. <laughs> Good old Fraser Crane. Ew. I'm still I'm both hopeful and nervous about X Men being brought into the MCU in some way because like it's gonna happen eventually. We know it's gonna happen eventually, but like it's happening, dude. Which oh, actually. Cool three, man. The uh, it's happening. 
So the trailer for the animated X-Men 97 dropped yesterday as yeah. of recording. So. Oh, I hadn't seen that. Okay. I need yep. to check that out. I am hopeful for that one as well because the person that worked Same. on it left The Witcher saying he didn't like that they were mocking the fans and mocking the source material. And he wanted people that actually respect the source material to work on this. So like, so he went to Disney? <laughs> well, that's why he wanted to work on it. He he was since he's in charge of it, he was basically able to pick oh. a lot of the people that work on it, and he himself put in a criteria that you had to be a fan of some extent of the original. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I will say, and this is kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little bit with with the future stuff, but I did watch the trailer. The quality of the animation looks a little off. It doesn't look as good as the original. The only other thing I'm worried about. Because I'm, I think the rest of it looks great. Is Magneto, the design that they have for his costume, is a little off-putting. Interesting. I won't okay. say why, because I don't want to get canceled. Because <laughs> he's got a Because this is our last episode anyway. But, <laughs> but it 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 doesn't look like Magneto. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All the rest of the characters look amazing. I think they look great. I'll have to wait and see. I'll yeah. still give it a chance if, it, if the director and the creative team are as respectful of the source material as they seem to be. I will still give it a chance. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you there. Looking at the costume from the pictures, not a fan. Yeah, but again, other than that, looks great. <laughs> and that the animation looks a little wonky, but a little bit. Eh. But, but I can I can look past that overall. As long, yeah. as, as long as the story's good. Yeah. <clears throat> so the next one on my list, I'm going to do a rapid fire on two because I started watching these two anime at the same time as Zom 100, Bucket List of the Undead, and Shangri-La Frontier. Both of those are freaking awesome. Zom 100, Bucket List of the Undead, follows a character who works for this like super exploitative company that's just hammering their employees basically put making them put in like 60 70 80 hours a week just i mean they are working so much that they're sleeping at the office and just waking up and going back to work like that is how much they're working and he wakes up one day and just like oh man i really don't want to go to work and he walks outside and he's like oh i guess they didn't get my rent i need to go pay that real quick he walks into the landlord's office and sees the landlord getting eaten by a zombie and like the oh, art oh. and the animation and build up and everything is so different and unique. Like instead of blood, they went with this like just paint spill. And so it's just random colors for the blood and everything. And so I still got the gore, but it's like goofy art. Yeah. Paint. And it's That's interesting. It's very interesting and unique. I'll have to show you the trailer after this because it's like. You it said really it's an anime? Yeah. Or, okay. Yep. I'll, I'll show you some clips of it later because it's just like such a unique art style. Yeah. But as he's running from the zombies, he goes from panic to be like, I don't have to work anymore. I don't have to work a day in my life. Oh my gosh, this is great. And the whole bucket list he puts together is like, these are 100 things I want to do before I turn into a zombie because it's going to happen. So I'm just going to have fun until that happens. And I'm going to check things off my bucket list of what I want to do before I get to that point. Wow. That is now on my Crunchyroll list. (laughs) It is fantastic. I cannot hype it up enough. The only downside for us, David, those uh, us plebs that only watch the English dubs, the speak for yourself. (laughs) <laughs> the studio that was doing the English dubs, apparently there were some issues. And so 
The English dubs only get up to episode seven out of ten. And so there's three episodes that are Japanese with the English subtitles. But like one of the studios that was working on the show got removed from the credits like midway through. And they just there's been just been the indefinite pause on the English dubs, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, like the whole concept is just so fun and unique. And like one of the things he wants to do is become a superhero. So he goes <laughs> to an aquarium and gets one of the chainmail bite resistant diving suits that they use for sharks <laughs> and runs around trying to fight zombies wearing that. And they like he starts screaming because he gets bit by a zombie. And his friend is like, oh, yeah, it stops penetrating, but it does not stop the force of the bite. No wonder he's in pain. right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so freaking funny. Yeah. It's just like the build up and the characters are hilarious. Like, that sounds funny. You said there's only 10 episodes. Yeah. 12. Oh, is it 12 episodes? Yep. OK. I might check that one out. <laughs> As I said, on, it is now on my Crunchyroll. It's, on, it's I know it's, it's on, on Netflix. It's on Netflix, and I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu as well. I would recommend checking it out. It's okay. really funny. All right. Um, but yeah, so it's like that one. And then the next one that I think David will also enjoy is Shangri-La Frontier. And if you, if it's like a newer version of Sword Art Online. It's the isekai style. He goes with the VR headset, but it follows this character that what they call a trash gamer. He loves playing terrible games trying to find ways to exploit them and get through them. And then he just craps on them when he gets finished. <laughs> and like he, <laughs> he, so like, what was that? Nothing. What was you pointing at me for? It's like he was movies. <laughs> so, so Love you guys you. are just, you're just trash danning. <laughs> Love you, dude. <laughs> uh, so, he like it follows him. He finishes a trash game, and Shangri La Frontier is the new game that's out, like a new AAA game. And he's like trying to figure out what he wants to play next. And the game clerk was like, "Well, why don't you take a break from the crap games and play a good game?" <laughs> and so it's him basically just taking his like trash gaming skills and putting it into a AAA game. And so he's like doing all these loops and exploits, and everything. He skips the tutorial town, goes to a higher level town, manages to beat a boss that he should not have been able to beat. Because he like skipped so much, he's running around comp- without armor. He's just got a chicken head on his face. <laughs> Let me no solo armor. him. Ba- basically, <laughs> basically, yeah. But, like, and, it's like it's the Spider-Man uh, underwear suit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But like, he finally beats this boss, and he's like, "Man, that was tough. I'm so glad I beat it." And then he just sees this pop up, and he's poisoned, and his health is just draining. He's like, "I don't have an item." <gasps> <laughs> just takes off sprinting towards the city trying to get there he's like i don't know where i'll respawn i don't know where i'll respawn i gotta get there now. it's just it's so funny and the animation's great the story is a lot of fun the world is really cool and the way that they explain like the level up system the enemies and the gaming combat and everything is done really well and i have that same excitement for watching it every week when it comes out that i had for sword art when it was going and so for you having seen sword art and liking that style of anime Highly rec. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Right. Since I watched it the first time, anyone that I know watches anime, I am suggesting it to. I have suggested it in the work Slack channel for the anime group like a dozen times. I've gotten so many people on that anime <laughs> through that. Both Zom 100 and Shangri-La like cannot recommend them highly enough. And I actually do have another one. Um, now, since you went into anime, it did spark one. Yes, I do have two brain cells to rub together. Hey. Uh, <laughs> There's two left. Good job. Right? <laughs> oh. 
but uh, Freeran, uh, Freeran Beyond. Oh shoot! I, don't, I can't remember the. <laughs> they're, freaking, they're, I said the two just bra- two. Okay, <laughs> the two brain cells remember that there was left. one he liked, but they couldn't remember the name of it. Freeran uh, Beyond Journey's End. Uh, it's basically solo leveling, but the concept is in reverse. She's a battle mage who, um, she's leveled up. Has all the perks of having leveled up. Mine is actually having applied any of the skill stats. <laughs> <laughs> so she basically only uses level one spells the whole freaking time. It is fantastic. It is hilarious. It is somewhat I, endearing. I would encourage it for anybody. <laughs> I, I feel like that's one of my uh, uh, warlock characters that I play in uh, uh, D&D. <laughs> <laughs> this is, his... Uh, his power that he likes to use is uh it's eldritch blast of course you know he's a warlock but it's always level one but no it's a cantrip eldritch, oh. eldritch blast is a cantrip okay but he flavors it as a hand fart kill <laughs> <laughs> so he farts in his hand and throws it at, a, at an enemy <laughs> never change dan <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> this is the one that, uh, if you guys listen this to Critical Friendship, you'll you'll find out about this character. His name is Joey Esteros. Uh, <laughs> we played a, a little, basically one shot on there with that character. So it's really fun. That's awesome. <laughs> he's he's only ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it's canon. <laughs> It makes sense. You wrote right? a character to match your mentality. <laughs> Aw, you think I'm 10? <laughs> You're really mature for your age. <laughs> oh, man. Love you too, man. Uh, okay, so I'm going to skip a couple. Uh, so let, let's get off the Marvel train here for, for mine and go with a couple of other ones. Uh, Let's go with Super Mario Bros. The movie. That was, oh, yep. that that was, was also fun. this year. Holy so crap! So dude. much fun. Yeah, such a good movie. Love that training montage. Yes, I, <laughs> that's my favorite part of that whole movie, other than Rainbow Road. Yeah, <laughs> just so much about the movie was done so well. There's a very like you could tell Nintendo had its hands involved in the movie because it oh, was yeah. a respect for the source material. It didn't Hollywood it up. Like, yeah, it was yep. a absolutely. Good yeah. Um, and then another one that I, I really liked, uh, and I, I was surprised that you said you liked it too, Caleb, was Top Gun, Maverick. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. That one was really, really good. Oh my god. Very gosh. well done. Almost better, if not better, than the original. Oh, I would, I would 100% say it's better. Like, obviously the, the first one was classic. Like, it's a, it's a classic movie. But, they just went above and beyond, and... Pardon the pun, because it's, you know, planes. But... <laughs> but was but, it inverted? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, just the the, reali- the realism of it was so oh. amazing. Just being able to see him, like, reacting to the plane mm-hmm. moving and just, oh, They just blew it out of the park there. Yeah. It's like, it, I even enjoyed it, and I am one of the most staunch critics of Tom Cruise yeah. there is, if not the most staunch critic. C- Caleb Cruise. is for Tom Cruise how I am for Disney. <laughs> no, I mean, not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. Like, I, I might was... occasionally watch one, but... 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. And so like, even with my dislike of Tom Cruise, I, even I was sitting there like, okay, no, this is just a fun movie. Yeah. Like, I have nothing negative to say. I, I thought he did a pretty dang good job in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm kind of... I feel like they've kind of learned their lesson with Tom Cruise because they're kind of just like, all right, go out there and only talk about the movie. If they ask about anything not movie-related, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that just leads to him jumping up and down on the couch cushions. (laughs) And laughing really hard. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, that was was a very fun movie. And just keep it in the vein of, like, fun action movies from this year. Fast X. Yep. That was on my yeah. list. I still <laughs> haven't seen it yet. Dude. That's I know. Yeah. I, it is entirely on me. <laughs> uh, we'll have a movie night again. That's we'll... okay. I've got a long weekend. I know where I can watch it legally for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. There, there was a lot of fun action movies and yeah. animated movies this year. Yeah. Animated? Animated? Fast X is not. Animated. I said and animated because oh, you also and, talked okay. about. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. I thought you were talking about Fast no. X. I'm like, no, that's. But now I want to see a cartoon Vin Diesel just of dri- angrily driving. <laughs> Could y'all imagine a Fast family. X? Uh, <laughs> Could y'all imagine a Fast and Furious spinoff series done <laughs> in the same style as Escape from Butcher's Bay? <laughs> If I knew what that was, I would say yes. I mean, the Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, got technically, it. David and I have seen an animated Vin Diesel from the Batmetal video. <laughs> that, that too, that too. Um, but no, like Top Gun and Super Mario were both great. Fast X was a lot of fun, just action. Jason Momoa being like this Joker esque villain. Heck yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I, I loved was like, him in that. There's not many times that i sit there and watch a movie and think that is a genuinely terrifying villain that was it yeah he plays a really good villain uh, do, do they give him the scrawny arms no no, no, no not not from the commercial no, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, that was no. terrifying yeah that was weird no. that was really weird no like it's just man just the way that he, he it was very joker-esque i've i've heard so many people compare his portrayal of this character to like Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. And like, honestly, I would say it's pretty apt comparison just with like, that is high praise. Yeah. yeah. Like genuinely, he may be the best movie villain of the past year. I could, I could definitely put him on that line at least at the very least. (laughs) Like if you watch that movie for nothing else, watch it for Jason Momoa as the villain. All right. Like it, it is just that good. Nice. Though, <laughs> so not having a list of my own, I kind of want to guess at one of Dan's. Yes. Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, it's actually not on my list, but wow. it, it is a good one. I okay. do like that one a lot. Okay. Um, I don't... I, <laughs> Get on with your list. Oh. <laughs> That one's that one's a hard one to put on on the was crazy. Um it's like it was an enjoyable one time watch, but not necessarily something you would go back to as no, frequently as some of the others. Not as frequently, no. I would watch it here and there. Um I was trying to put it on what scale of Avatar, the original one, mm. and this one. Cause I think I don't think I would say it's as good as the the first one. 
but it was still very enjoyable to me. Mm-hmm. I have never lost my voice like this. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, um, <laughs> about to say, Dan, Dan is turning into Tom Waits right, before, or right in front of our eyes. <laughs> I'm out of cough drops, bud. So yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I, I was going to say, I'm surprised you didn't uh, say Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, though. That was that was twenty twenty three. That was twenty twenty three, dude. Good grief! <laughs> this is why we Google things before the episode. <laughs> That's why we're crediting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, dude. That was such a good movie. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> I and that's one of the reasons why I said Jason Momoa as the villain uh, was not quite on the line as the other. All right, so I'll knock out my three movies. The last three movies I had was Meg 2, Scream 6, and the last one was John Wick 4. So all of those were really fun movies for very, very, very different reasons. (laughs) Meg 2 is just that ridiculousness that I look for with those types of movies. It's like... It's a shark movie. (laughs) Exactly. Anyone that's listened to enough of our episodes on movies, you know how much I enjoy shark movies. So it was fun. I do think... The first one was the stronger of the two, personally. But there were a lot of elements from the second one that I thought were a lot of fun. I did miss some of the other characters not coming back. Uh, that was kind of a bummer. But overall, I thought it was a fun movie. Um, and the pretty, ski-doo uh, scenes were pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those were fun. And, and like like I said, it was a very fun movie. And I like being able to see TJ's or DJ's um character development going from like the guy that was just screaming and like scared the whole time of the first one to actually like fighting back and he just gets his big old desert eagle and be like i've been training since the last time i knew something was gonna go wrong (laughs) so but yeah like it was just such a fun goofy movie and then john wick on like a very different style of action and fun like the way that they built it up developing the world more kind of closing out john wick's story and setting up for this chance to be able to see something with Donnie N's character, who was fantastic in yes. this movie. He's really such a fun character. I already talked he about He usually him. is. Yeah. Let me guess. Five of a kind? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just such a fun character. And like they set up for a spinoff with his character, which I'm totally hyped for. Yep. There's the... Uh, I haven't been able to see it yet, but there's the Continental. I haven't seen it yet. On Peacock, which is like the Continental Hotel from John Wick and then like, like a whole story revolving around that. So I'm very curious about that. Like I think this, it's during the roaring, uh, the roaring twenties. I think so. Yeah. So that's so going to be, it's a nice awesome. change and it's building up this world so much that there could be more. If they don't get Adam driver for at least one movie, I will rage just full on <laughs> grog rage mode. <laughs> I would like to rage. They have to get Adam driver. He's too good a fit to take over Keanu Reeves role. Or, or like to fill that spot for him yeah um or at least to carry on that world yes yeah yeah him and donnie Yen, like those two would be so much fun together <laughs> yeah and then the final movie being scream six and like i went from having only seen the first one to just loving this franchise this past year and it was like i was joking with david and dan there's like sitting there watching scream five and six with my christmas tree to my right was a very interesting dynamic <laughs> in the room but it was such a fun feel and i actually sent josh uh the code for scream six digital copy because i already had the digital copy mm. and i bought the blu-ray 
because of Best Buy's recent sale and doing away with their Blu-rays. And it had a digital copy. So I was like, hey, Josh, do you want this copy? Like, I don't have a use for a second one. He's like, I've never seen the other ones. And I'd be really curious to see what my parents would say when they just see that one pop up in my collection. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, I just, I loved five and six. Jenna Ortega absolutely crushed it in both of them. Really, the whole cast was really good in both five and six. And I love the fact that of all of the ghost faces, the one that has the most individual kills in any screen movie was the high school girl. (laughs) (laughs) Have you talked to a high school girl? I'm not surprised. That's that's why I said I loved it. And I'm not like, that's not believable. No, I see that. 100%. (laughs) But yeah, it's just, I love, I've grown to love the scream movies and they're just, they're so much fun. And like, they're not even really like horror. It's more like the suspense and build up and everything. And just the story and the way that they've really built out this world went from just being a a slasher, a gory slasher, to actually like having depth and character development. It's it's, it's just become really fun. So yeah, yeah, that's why I've been like toying with the idea of watching the latest couple because you you made it sound a lot of fun. I would recommend if you do choose to jump in on it, but you don't want to watch the first four, start with five because that's the one that introduces like Jenna's crew and everyone else that they bring in. Yeah. And that whole crew is really good. And they actually do a good job of explaining the previous ones because one of the characters, she is like a big movie buff and they have their own version of the screen movies in that universe. (laughs) So she kind of explains the lore based on the movies from their universe and kind of builds up from it. So it's actually like a really unique, interesting way for you to get the backstory without actually watching uh, the movies. It's so. an interesting way to make a meta gaming a, a canonical part of your story. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because she's always like making fun of them about the stupid things. Like you never split up. That's so stupid. Don't go there alone. And then you just see that moment click and she's like, Oh crap, I'm alone in terms and there's a ghost. Oh no. <laughs> so it's just like she's like mocking them and then there's like that moment of clarity, like, I'm doing what I told them not to do. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I like they're they're really fun. Definitely recommend them. I can see Deadpool being in that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Little fourth wall breaking there, but okay. <laughs> yeah, they're fun movies. Nice. So. Nice. I like it. <laughs> I've got a few more anime I can list off if, if you want a little bit longer of a break with your voice. Uh, I think I can do my last uh, huh? my last movie that of 2023. Um, wildly different than yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wonka. Yep. Wonka was different. yeah. Wonka was actually a really really good movie. It's the prequel no one asked for, but everyone seems to enjoy. Yeah, it's one of those movies that I haven't heard a single negative thing about it. Yeah, from the people I've talked to. Why didn't they get Gene Wilder to act in it? <laughs> like, now I'm sad. I mean, that movie has just really gone purely off of word of mouth. Like it had yeah. a decent advertising thing, but like no one really knew what to expect. But it's just been a lot of really positive word of mouth yeah. since it dropped. Yep. So the cool thing that I that I really love about the movie is that it it very much tries to be the greatest showman, mm-hmm. which. It doesn't quite hit that mark, but because, I mean, Greatest Showman was such a great movie and had amazing music. So Wonka had a very similar feel to it. It had a very similar style of, of wonder and, and imagination and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but the music didn't quite hit that same powerfulness to it. Gotcha. Um, 
So I would say that's the one negative thing about it is that the music didn't quite hit that same uh, crescendo. (laughs) Um, But other than that, I I really, really enjoyed that. Nice. Nice. I've heard a lot of really good things about it. It's one I'll try to like get around to watching at some point, but it was, it didn't like stand out to me initially. And now hearing the word of mouth, I'm like, Oh, maybe I should have given it a chance. Yeah. I went and saw Beekeeper instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm kind of in the same boat. So. And not only was it a good movie, but it was my son's first movie. So it was uh, kind of a special yeah, special yeah, thing fair. there too. So. That's fair. Definitely gives it a different feel for yeah. you. <laughs> Little cow. He, he didn't make it through the whole movie, but. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. Yeah. Yep. He, he was a little loud and then he fell asleep. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fun. Did you have anything else, David? Before I dive into mine, nope. Right. Yeah, I won't touch on all of these, but I've got several anime I'll go over. So Jujutsu Kaisen season two, fantastic! It, it really elevated even more. And for me, like having read through the manga, I already knew what to expect. But man, that studio that worked on the animation, Chef's Kiss, fantastic work, <laughs> man. <laughs> Then the Attack on Titan final seasons, they just, man, they have absolutely crushed it. Was it worth delaying the next, the follow up to Chainsaw Man season one? Yes, because we've been waiting on Attack on Titan final season since the first season aired in like 2012. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Mashal, Magic and Muscle. This one I think Dan would get a kick out of. It is basically Harry Potter meets One Punch Man. <laughs> he has no magic and no magical abilities. He is just ridiculously strong. And so he like goes to basically the Hogwarts of this world and like kind of tricks his way into getting enrolled into the school and, and getting and so he's like doing different magic to try and like show that he's how good he is. And he's like holding his wand and pretending like he's lifting a rock, but he's like pierce this big boulder with his thumb and he's just like <laughs> like this and it's just like he does at one point he's getting ready to like sprint off or like break through something and he just says um like hamstring muscle or something like hamstring magic and they're like what is that and he just takes off and like blink of blink like blink of an eye and just disappears like super fast and like what is hamstring muscle what is this so it's just ridiculous and he's like he has like the intelligence and the goofy look of one punch man but he's in this magic world and like people without magic are frowned upon but he is so ridiculously strong and overpowered that their magic does nothing he got attacked by some magic police and was just blocking and like getting like so he started he's dribbling their magic like he just so he's basically jeering but with a sense of humor basically yeah <laughs> Yeah, like it's just it is absurd in all of the best ways, and I like I can't recommend it. If you're a fan of Harry Potter and One Punch, watch it. It's just ridiculous. Right. Um, I mean, Demon Slayer's most recent season, season three, was fantastic. Swordsmith, Swordsmith Village arc was incredible. Very excited to see the next part. Studio Mappa, you are doing the Lord's work. Please continue doing what you're doing. <laughs> I'm sorry for your working conditions, but holy crap, you make good content. And then the final one for anime being Gundam Witch from Mercury. And I liked it because it was a very different take on Gundam. Instead of it being about these rebels fighting against this corrupt government, it was just about a girl that gets sent to this mobile suit school 
and is training to become like a soldier with her mobile suit. But like she's piloting a secret Gundam that no one knows. She's the only one that can activate the drive for the Gundam and not have the negative effects. Because in this world, in this version of Gundam, if you to really activate the Gundam, you have to activate the drive and it's sapping your life force. So you can only be a Gundam for a certain amount of time. She can activate her Gundam near full capacity and it's not doing anything to her. And the so Gundam going, chooses the pilot. <laughs> in a way, there's it's, there's more to it than that. I don't want to spoil it because I do think you would actually. Uh, yeah, probably. It, so you, I won't you definitely uh, pique my curiosity here. So I won't go into the story, but there is a reason why she is immune to the side effects and able to pilot it so effectively. But it's the whole buildup and her being like from Mercury. She doesn't really know a lot of these normal things. And so she's helping people and she's fighting and she's like kind of like this hapless goof while simultaneously just being brutal in combat and just straight up kills someone in front of her friend. And she just hops out of the gun and is like, here, I'm here to help. And there's like blood floating around them because they're in space. And her friend just obviously starts freaking out because she just watched someone get killed. And the person that killed them is like big grin on their face. Like I'm here to help. Take my hand. It's like, is her name? No. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's just, it's a very different, unique take on Gundam. I don't think, it's as good as Iron Blooded Orphans, but that is for me peak Gundam. Like yeah, you're not going to beat that. But it's definitely, I would I would say it's definitely up there with some of those better Gundam arcs. So I highly recommend it as for anyone that's a Gundam fan or just a mech fan in general for the anime world. Uh, but yeah, that was my last anime one. Nope. Oh. Don't right. mind if I kick off what we're uh, looking forward to and uh, go for it. Go for it in 2024. The Chainsaw Man movie, which is covering the Rize arc. If you haven't read the manga, this is where it gets really wholesome. If you have read the manga, eat your heart out. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that one, like, oh, man, I'm I'm very excited for it. And the fact that it's going to be in a movie, so we get a little bit of a higher budget for the animation, which even the first season of Chainsaw Man had fantastic oh, animation. Yes. So like, don't even, don't get me wrong there. It already had good animation, but man, yeah. this arc is going to be nuts in the theaters. Yeah. I know that most anime movies are like limited theater showings, but if that one's an IMAX, I'm seeing it in yep. IMAX. 100%. Agreed. Agreed. And Studio Mappa, um, thank you for introducing the world to kickback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was, a. Uh, Despite my affinity for a band putting out their last album, I think that that one track topped most of that final album mm-hmm. on, on my Spotify plays last year. Yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. The anime world actually has some pretty exciting stuff coming out. So we've got the one or the, the Chainsaw Man movie. And now we have the final episode of season three and the first episode of season four of Demon Slayer that's going to be in theaters as well. Yep. And so it's like, even though it's just the episodes and not an actual movie, it's still another theatrical release. And anime have consistently proven that when they are put in theaters, they sell. Yep. Oh, wait. We both forgot one for 2023. Minus, uh, minus one. Yes, we Godzilla. did forget that one. Godzilla. Shame. Minus one. Shame on both of us. We have to Oof. talk about that one. That is like... Yes. <laughs> That is one of the best Godzilla movies we've gotten in a long time. And like, mm-hmm. and that's even coming from me, who was a fan of the three most recent Godzilla movies. I would still argue that that may genuinely be the best one. Yeah. Well, the three were the, the, the three most recent were pointedly Western takes. Yeah. 
They were good. Very good. They were very good. They were not what most people were expecting, either from a Godzilla storyline or from... Well, actually, sorry. The latest one before Minus One was not. That was still... Was Godzilla still versus King Kong? Oh, no. I was talking about uh, Shin Godzilla. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the Monarch Universe, it's good. The Monarch Universe is very good. The first few dedicated Godzilla from that, they're not what anyone was expecting. They kind of blindsided everyone, and everyone's sitting there like, eh, we'll see. It's got potential. And then in hindsight, oh, no, those were really, really good. Mm-hmm. They kind of changed the narrative a little bit, but they, they're they faithful enough and yeah. show it from a completely different perspective where you can appreciate more from it. I think the first two from the Monarch world or the Monarch universe, it was it had Godzilla fans optimistic but very hesitant because they've been burned so many times by other Godzilla movies. And so they like they wanted to like it, but they were scared to admit that they liked it. And then after some looking at you, Matthew Broderick. And then after um Godzilla vs. King Kong came out and the, uh, people started rewatching through the other movies in preparation for the new one. They kind of sat there and be like, okay, no, these are these are fun movies. I enjoy these. I can say that I enjoyed these because they're yep. doing well, clearly. So yeah, no, I, I'm there with you. And minus one, like, man, is just is such a like respect for the old Godzilla movies while having yep. the modern take or the modern uh, CGI, I should say. Yeah. And it's so good. I'm i I'm waiting for that one to become available on either Blu-ray or digital. Probably gonna be either late this year or mid-2026. Probably. Or 2025, sorry. Yeah, probably. It, it's 100 percent got my money when it does get released, regardless. Same. I am it was so, so good. That and also the slight retcon. Mm-hmm. That slight retcon was beautifully done yeah. and still respects the source material. It's yeah. weird. I can't fully explain how that works yeah. <laughs> it, man it was done so well and the fact that it had the quality cgi that it had on just a fraction of a budget of anything marvel disney dc or just anything modern hollywood yeah and it like had better cgi than anything we've got currently <laughs> like yeah it's impressive yep so, and it was it, it not, not only does it hit the same notes of dread and horror and fear, it also is genuinely heartwarming. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of the few Godzilla movies that actually made me not only like, but genuinely care about the human characters. Yes. Which is saying something, because like the first Godzilla movie, as much as I like the actors, I did not care. Or the first Monarch Godzilla movie, I should say. <laughs> as much as I like the actors, I honestly didn't care about the characters. Yeah. And then the second one, I was like, why are you focusing so much on the characters and not as much on the monsters? Like, it's king of the monsters. There's supposed to be a freaking kaiju battle royale. Why do I watch this Karen and her daughter running around the city? I don't <laughs> care about them. That was the yeah. Bobby Brown one, right? Yeah. yeah. And I will say that they, I feel like they did a good job of fleshing out the human characters in Godzilla versus Kong. Yep. And I am very excited for Godzilla Cross Kong later this year. Yes. Because they did do such a good job of developing those characters. So still not a huge fan of Millie Bobby Brown in the Godzilla world, but eh, she's she's, she's doing all right. She's been improving with each movie. Yeah. And so I'm excited. I'm, I am interested to see what she does with this upcoming one because her character has gotten better each movie that she's been there. Yeah. Also, Tarzan is in it. Which one? He was in the most recent, the in Godzilla versus King Kong. 
No. Scars, Scars. Which Tarzan? Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you. Alexander. Okay. Scars. Scars, Scars. Yeah. It? Pennywise? Yes. Oh, okay. no, no, no. That's, uh, uh, that's the other one. Okay. Alexander's the one that plays, uh, Alexander, Tarzan. Margot Robbie, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, the most recent Tarzan one where they go back to Africa. The live action Disney adaptation one. Oh, it was actually really good. I would actually argue it was the best live action adaptation they've done. Okay. Yeah, no, sorry. Because it wasn't just I, a retelling I, of the same story, it was a different take. Did you oh, see nice. Battleship? Yeah, he was in Battleship. He was, oh, in oh, Battleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was also okay. uh, the main character from The Northman. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the ones I'm thinking of, but his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that one's good. The Godzilla would be one that I'm definitely looking Stellan. forward to. Stellan. That's who I was thinking of. Stellan okay. Skarsgård, yeah. There, there's also the... the or Bill. Bill. Father. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, Stellan is the one that plays uh, uh, Dr. Selvig in uh, Avengers. Mm, okay. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. You got it. If you got it in spades. Yeah. <laughs> so David and I touched on ones that we're excited for for this year. What about you? Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to a couple of things. Uh, the Deadpool 3. Uh, Deadpool It's an obvious one for all three yeah. of us. Yep. Yeah. It looks really good. Um, I, the only one I actually wrote down on here is actually a, a game, a, a board game that... Uh, <laughs> uh, is coming out in August. Uh, it's shipping in August. Yeah, it's uh, technically already out. But the Kickstarter started in 2023, so it's kind of a, a mixture of yes. yay 2023, and then woohoo! I would say it's a 2024 because that's yeah. when it's officially releasing. Yeah, Fair. and then when we Fair. actually get our hands on like teasers and trailers and stuff, like we had teasers and talk yeah. of Avatar: Way of the Water for like a decade <laughs> before that released, and that was not yeah. Like, so yeah, so yeah. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, Dice Throne uh, X-Men um, yep. expansion. It's so, so cool. Yep. Uh, and David and I actually got to test it out. Ariel, too. And Ariel, yes. Uh, you know, I was <laughs> talking. But yeah, we got to test it out uh, thanks to uh, Nightwatch Games. Uh, yep. They had a, a testing day where they got or we got to play as multiple different characters. And mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. Yes. I'm just based, I wasn't able to make that one, unfortunately, but based on what you guys told me, I am so excited. Yeah. Which I've already been excited about it anyway, <laughs> but man. Someday I will get it, but I'm glad that you two <laughs> decided to get it. Well, I've no that. shortage. You effectively have it. I just won't be staying at your house. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 this is where we play it. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to like change the shipping to Dan's house because I'll be moving around that time. So I don't know if I, w- I wasn't sure if I'd be able to like lock in the new address. So see, Dan, you it. will have it. <laughs> uh, but he joked, he was like, I mean, Yeah, I mean, you can have it shipped here. Who knows if it gets lost in shipping? <laughs> and I immediately said, I will tear that house upside down to find the keyword. Like, do not challenge the ginger on that one. <laughs> but yeah, that is definitely one I am so looking forward to. Dice Star is such a fun game. Yeah. Absolutely, very much yep. looking forward to that one. And it's it's appropriate that that's the last thing I ha- I have because we mm-hmm. played Dice Throne so much. Yeah. Yep. And we even have episodes of us playing Dice Throne yeah. for this. So. <laughs> yep. I kind of almost want to do a reunion when the new Dice Throne comes out. That would be. That would I'd be, be interesting. In. That that that'd be an interesting one. Yeah. Maybe maybe on CF. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Yep. Keep the trend going on the on the new one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So another one that I'm excited for, it's actually already started, but it's still ongoing, is the new miniseries Masters of the Air. So anyone that has seen Band of Brothers or the Pacific is a continuation of that story, but this one from the Air Force perspective during World War Two. Army Air Corps. Army Air Corps. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a different perspective because we already had one on the Army paratroopers and then the Marines. Uh, with Band of Brothers and Pacific, respectively. And so this is continuing it. Same group that made the previous two. Um, and the previous two just had incredible... So Hanks and Spielberg? Yes. Ooh. It had incredible incredible storytelling, incredible development, and just the way that the story was put together. And it's obviously retelling of true stories and people's perspective from those events. But just everything to build up and everything is just done so well with the other two. And even the first three episodes that I've seen of Masters of the Air so far have been incredible. So very excited to see the rest of it and see what they do to develop that and flesh it out more. And yeah, I just I can't wait to see what else they do. Yeah, Dad and I are waiting for another weekend when mom's out of town for that one. Fair, fair. It's been very good. And I like that it's being uploaded like because say what you will about Apple as a company. The stuff that they put on Apple TV has been quality. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's consistently like Monarch, Ted Lasso, Master of the Air. Like, they uh, just they consistently make quality C. content. C, C was not a good one. Not Severance. Too. What am I thinking of? The one with the guy from uh, Parks and Rec. Oh. Uh, it's the one about the literal work life balance. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, 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 uh. Trying? Uh, not trying. Uh, no. uh, shoot. Yeah, it's kind of a Twilight Zone-esque thing drawn out into it. it. It's like a Twilight Zone episode drawn out into a single series. It is fantastic. Oh, Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. There, there's another one that uh, he's a uh, I'm totally psychiatrist. Blanking. Yeah, no, not that one. Okay, not that one. Then. Yeah, I am totally Sorry. blanking on the name, but it is fantastic. <laughs> oh, I know which one you're talking about. Okay, I, I still don't know the name, yeah. but I know which one you're talking about. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, like Apple TV just the sh- the shows on Apple TV are always consistently yeah. quality. So yeah, this one's been very good so far, and I'm very excited to see what else they do. Yeah. Yep, I can agree with that. Yep. <laughs> so one of the ones for uh, 2024 just happened. Um, Persona Three remake mm-hmm. or reload? Mm-hmm. Pardon. I was curious what if you had any perspective on that one. Yeah. What little I've gotten to play so far, I'm enjoying. They've made some changes that I'm not too keen on, but it doesn't overall affect the general arc of the story. Mm. Um, it, it this is definitely the weed the weeb crap. Um, <laughs> it's um, it is a weird mix between a mon like um, JRPG and a slice of life that's bearable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so. I, I will say that I did look that one up. Yeah, because. You heard me rant about it. No, 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 no. <laughs> also, not yes. at all, not at all. Uh, <laughs> no, it's actually because uh, a bunch of critical role uh, voice actors are in that game. It does not surprise uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. Yeah, I was gonna say Liam, o- Liam O'Brien. I think plays uh, the main, oh, he- main the main character. Oh yeah, he's uh, Makoto. Yeah. I, okay. I, I don't know that one so much. Makoto but- or Junpei. 
I have no Dan hasn't fine. played it. He's not going to have the same context. <laughs> I just know fair. the visuals. Okay. Uh, Does he wear a ball cap? I have no idea. He hasn't played it. Yeah, goof. He just <laughs> said he knows the visuals. I, he knows the visuals of the franchise. He oh, doesn't know okay. the visuals of the individual characters. Yeah, exactly. Stop being a dingus. <laughs> Fine. All right. Oh, uh, and then the other one, I'm not entirely sure we're actually going to get in 2024. Actually, there's two from 2024 that I'm not entirely sure we're actually going to get. What's that? Uh, the Silent Hill 2 remake. <laughs> And also the third installment of American McGee's Alice. Okay. The second one was, it was, it was okay. But the first one is iconic. Um, it's, it's the dark twisted version of Alice in Wonderland. Okay. And yeah, it's been fun. (laughs) I just thought of another one too. Coming out this month. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. The, yes. The, the live action. The live action Netflix. I want to be excited. I, I want I to am say. a little <laughs> nervous based on some of the recent things I've seen. Yeah. And seeing why the original creators left the series. I won't yeah. really we, dive into that one too yeah. much. So the, I am I'm hopeful but skeptical. Yeah. Yes. The the only reason I am still looking forward to it, aside from those couple of negatives that we know of. Is this because it's going to be better than M. Night's? It's going to be better than M. Night's Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> because, yes. Hearing it I, straight I, from I, you is different. I'm sorry. That boom. just hits different. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. It, I'm looking forward to the visuals. I'm looking forward to yes. the CGI being way better. And I, I feel like it's going to, I think it's going to surprise. Yeah, that's in, fair. In my yep. opinion. Yep. <laughs> In my humble opinion. <laughs> I hop. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Sorry, never mind. <laughs> I ho? I. In my. Imho. Whatever. So, since yeah. this episode has been running a little long, I'll go ahead and just do rapid fire for two more things that I'm excited for this year. One is already out Power World. Oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> I mentioned Power World to you guys so much. I have yeah. crossed the 90-hour mark. I regret nothing. It is fan friggin tastic and I love that game. So fun. The next one that I'm very excited for is another one that's going to be in the Souls-like category, Black Myth Wukong. And it's following the Sun Wukong yeah. myth from which China. Which is, is the, uh, the originating storyline for Goku, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sun, uh, Goku was based off, like, loosely based off of Sun, uh, Sun Wukong. So like, I, I'm very interested, very excited for it. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's another new challenge in the Dark Souls-like world that I am very interested in. That, that category is kind of just taken over for me. Like, <laughs> I went from having no patience for it to I love those games. Yeah. So like, quick, quick nice. transition there. And then if, uh, I do want to quickly mention that supposedly, fingers crossed, Elden Ring DLC this year. So. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yep. I have not played, but... Looks cool. <laughs> I have seven playthroughs and I stopped <laughs> counting on the hours. <laughs> it is hundreds of hours at ah, this point. This life. <laughs> PlayStation and Steam haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like bo- just both Elden Ring and Bloodborne. I've I've put an absurd amount of time into both of those. Pro- both probably about the seven playthroughs on both of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. 
So that was the last one for me. What okay. about you guys? <laughs> so I have one one more movie. Monkey Man. This was a yes. this was a late edition. Yes. Uh, but holy crap, that looks fantastic. It looks this Slumdog Millionaire had a hard time after he played the game show and is now going John Wick. Like, yeah, it it looks the absolutely same actor. That's incredible. Why I say oh, that. really? Yeah, nice. It 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 looks like a delightful <laughs> romp. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm excited for it. It just the trailer alone is a visual treat. Yeah. <laughs> like if you haven't seen the trailer yet, Dan, you we got to watch it as soon as this is over. I'll say I think I saw I texted part it to you, it. but I don't think I don't know if you got to watch it or yeah. not. Yep. Yeah, no. I I am very excited for that one. That one looks like a lot of fun. That yeah. and also the uh the backing track for the trailer or pardon, the first backing track for the trailer is by the same artist who did most of, most of the music for uh, Pistol Whip. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's the one that you told me about. Yep. Yeah. That, or yeah. that I was like, oh yeah, that sounds yeah. like a pistol loop. Apache. Yeah. yeah, that one. Oh man, I'm I'm very excited for that one. Cool. Or Apache. I Whatever. Think, <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's all I got. So that's all I got. And we did make it a little bit of a longer episode since again this is going to be final episode, so we don't mind yep. running a little long, just having fun, having our nerdy conversation. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, critical friendship will continue yeah in fact dan you've probably got some administrative for that do you want to talk about uh yes so if you want to keep hearing my uh awful voice uh my our friend blake and i uh are still doing critical friendship uh every tuesday um that comes out seven in the morning on tuesday um uh every other week i should say um but yeah so keep on listening if you can and uh, we really appreciate it. Yep. Yep. So we did want to thank everyone that has been listening to this podcast, whether you've only listened to a few episodes, whether you've been here with us from the start, regardless, we are really grateful for all of you. This has been such a fun ride. We've had a great time doing this and being able to just have this time together to just talk about nerdy things and actually put it on the air for other people to have to sit through and not just Dan's <laughs> wife. Uh, <laughs> So Blake listens to it too. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> well, and met, and like, of course, Joel, the friend none our, of us deserve. <laughs> well, I met your wife with the normal game nights. So oh, oh yeah, true. Putting her through it exclusively at the game nights to other saps on the it's internet. So, <laughs> we love you guys. Um, yep. But yes, again, thank you very much. We It wasn't an necessarily a difficult decision, but it wasn't one we took lightly. Yeah. As we had, I, I had personally put a lot of thought into it and it got to the point where I was, I felt like I had accomplished everything I personally wanted. And it just felt like it was the natural time for me to step back. And Dan and David both felt similarly with it. We've accomplished a lot. Got some great consistent listeners. Got random people from other countries, which is still wild it's to still me. It's so like, cool. still amazing that people from another country actually tuned in for this goofiness. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just wanted to say thank you to everyone that listened. Um, we will miss you, but it is exciting to see what's the next chapter for all of us. So. Yeah. Yep. And on that note, my special goodbye, especially to a place where I've noticed we had a lot of interesting viewers. <laughs> because I don't trust my pronunciation, please forgive me for using Google Translate, but. Dziękuję bardzo za poświęcenie. It's probably smart that you didn't try to pronounce that one. Either. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to piss off those. I'm tongue tied enough already. <laughs> So that was, uh, I'm guessing, Polish? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, we we had a lot of listeners in Polish. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in Poland. Poland. In Poland. Uh, <laughs> didn't you say you had someone out there that you knew? Uh, I have I have one person out there in, in Poland. I think they're not there currently, but yeah, yeah. In, in Warsaw, right? Uh, yeah, one in Warsaw. Uh, we had a, a handful briefly in Japan. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope this finds y'all well. Hope you enjoyed uh, your, your 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 movement smoothly. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, just wanted to say thank you to everyone that listened. And unless you guys have anything else you'd like to say, real quick. Yeah, no, I just I I do want to say my my farewells as well. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened, uh, and also to you guys as well because I couldn't have done it without you guys. Um, Hell yeah, brother! Two geeks, one noob by yourself, right? (laughs) (laughs) But it it was such a such a fun experience to be able to hang out with a couple of really good friends, and I I have said it before. I think of you guys as brothers, and um, it's just been really good to be able to talk about nerdy crap together, (laughs) you know, stuff that we love and and care about so much. Yeah. Um. And we'll we'll obviously continue talking about that stuff, just not on the air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, thank you so much for for uh, you guys who listened out there. Uh, it, it means the world to me. I'm sure it means the world to you guys as well. Yep. Um, and thank across you. the world, across the world, exactly. Across the world, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh yeah. With that, yep. this will be the final sign off of Two Geeks One Noob. One last thank you to everyone. That listen, but for now, sun's getting real low, big guy. Thanks, everyone. See you later, Space Cowboy. Bye. <laughs>